0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, December 30th. Today on the show, we will talk with Andy Staples of The Athletic about what might actually scare Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. We've got some Metro news about fans at Predators home games and a Morant injury update. But we begin with some more COVID news for the Tennessee Titans. Special teams are going to be an issue for the Titans this weekend. After kicker Steven Guskowski was placed on the COVID list on Monday, the Titans placed punter and superhero Brett Kern on the COVID reserve list as well. We don't know, of course, all of the details, but it is safe to assume that the Titans will be without both of them in their win-and-your-in season finale against the Houston Texans on Sunday. Practice squad kicker Sam Sloman will be handling the place-kicking duties, while practice squad punter Trevor Daniel would handle the punting. But as fans know all too well, the story doesn't necessarily end with just the two specialists. What we now get to track on almost an hour-by-hour basis is does this thing get traced out of just the special teams and into any other parts of the roster? We know that the game itself isn't really in any jeopardy of being canceled considering it's the finish line, but how many players will be affected is today an unknown. Hopefully, for everyone's sake, it's been contained to just Kern and Guskowski, and that this Titans team is good enough to beat the Texans without their two specialists. Currently, as it stands, the Titans are a seven and a half point favorite over the Houston Texans. So victory is expected by fans and gamblers alike, but you can't help but let your mind wander to what if this COVID thing reaches out past a couple of kickers. The college football playoff semifinals are two days away, and I have a theory about Alabama and Nick Saban this year. He's not really scared of any team in America. Not Clemson, not Ohio State, and certainly not Notre Dame. I think he is scared of two things, two people to be more precise, Trevor Lawrence of Clemson and Justin Fields of Ohio State. I think that the only thing that keeps Saban up at night is the idea of one of those two guys doing something superhuman, in the national championship game. So as we begin to preview the Rose and Sugar Bowl playoff games, we bring in Andy Staples of The Athletic and see what he thinks of the theory that only a super quarterback can beat Alabama this season.
1: In this day and age, you cannot win the national title without an NFL starting quarterback on as your starter. I've, I'm pretty hard-pressed to, to disagree because you know Jake Coker, I guess, is the last one who wasn't, you know, NFL caliber starting quarterback. And with Deshaun in that game, it was sort of the passing of the torch. You could kind of see. And that's the one where Nick Saban had to steal the, the possession with the onside kick to win the game. So I think you're right. I think I think those two guys should, should scare him. And those two guys are what you need. I mean, think about the last time Nick Saban played Trevor Lawrence. Clemson crushed Alabama in that game. And, you know, this is a... Feels like a similar situation because we are just like in in 2018, we're saying Alabama's invincible, and we were saying that going into that national title game, we're like, oh, Clemson doesn't have a chance. Their offensive line's going to get blown up. Their offensive line played its best game of the year, and they destroyed Alabama. And it was it was Trevor Lawrence, the Trevor Lawrence to Justin Ross connection specifically was what what did it. And then you realize, oh wow, when you have a quarterback like this, it really changes the math. And now, here's the thing. I think Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields and Mac Jones are all NFL starting quarterbacks. I think Ian Book's going to make some money in the NFL for a long time, but it may be in the, in, in the Chase Daniel way. So if you're going to go styles make fights, I think you're right. I think that caliber of quarterback makes everything different.
0: Special thanks to Andy Staples from The Athletic. You can hear our complete conversation, myself and Aaron Dugan, with Andy on Fringe Element. The SEC podcast right here on the 440 Sports Network came out this morning, so check that out. Please rate, review, and subscribe. I just, unfortunately, have nothing to say about the Alabama-Notre Dame game. It does feel like a foregone conclusion that Alabama and their offense and sort of however they want to play the game will lead to an easy victory. Hopefully the Clemson and Ohio State game will be a much closer and more exciting affair on Friday evening. But it does feel like Alabama is going to find itself in the national title game. And if they are there, what would concern Nick Saban? The only thing that should scare Nick Saban and Alabama right now is a superhuman performance by an elite-level quarterback like Trevor Lawrence or like Justin Fields. It is one of the only things that has ever beaten Alabama and Nick Saban at any moment whether it was Cardell Jones at Ohio State, Johnny Manziel at A&M, Trevor Lawrence in the national championship game, Deshaun Watson in the national championship game. In order to beat Alabama today, you not only have to have elite-level players, elite-level talent, elite-level coaching, but you also need to have the super quarterback as well. The good news for college football fans is that we know that Clemson and Ohio State both have that guy. So there is potential for a challenge in the national championship game. I just don't think we're going to see one from Notre Dame. According to Adam Vingen of The Athletic, my co-host on the Gold Standard Podcast, every week on the 440 Sports Network, the Metro Public Health Department has approved a maximum of 15% capacity for Nashville Predators' January home games at Bridgestone Arena. The team is expected to start smaller and work its way up to that number, which seems, I guess, like a smart strategy. Capacity is 17,500 people for a normal Preds hockey game at the Stone, so 15% would be about 2,600 people. Here's my question, though. Governor Bill Lee's executive order that limits indoor public gatherings to no larger than 10 people was recently extended through February 27th. I know we all want to get back to normal, and I know we are all sick of our routines and want to get back to drinking beer and watching hockey. But being inside with three or 4,000 other people right now sounds like an awful idea. We've got some hoops to keep an eye on tonight as both Tennessee and Vanderbilt will open SEC play on Wednesday. The seventh rated undefeated volunteers will travel to Missouri to face the number 12 rated and also unbeaten Tigers in their SEC opener. Right now, these are the best two teams in the league and getting to watch them open conference play against each other is a nice little midweek treat. This game tips off at 8 p.m. Central Time. Meanwhile, Vanderbilt will host Florida in their SEC opener on West End, trying to put together back-to-back wins for the first time this season. That game also tips at 8 p.m. as a side note. Arkansas and Georgia both finished non-conference play undefeated as well, so there are still four unbeaten teams in the SEC currently. The Memphis Grizzlies are back on the court against Boston on Wednesday night, trying to get their second win of the season, but will be doing so without Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., or Justice Winslow. Jackson is still recovering from a torn meniscus in his left knee. He sustained in early August and won't be back until at least mid-January, while Grizzlies fans are awaiting Winslow's return any day now. But the big one, of course, that we are all focused on is Morant. He had x-rays on Monday after the game on his left ankle, and according to reports, they revealed no fracture, so that is good news. But after an MRI on Tuesday, it's been reported that Morant suffered a grade 2 left ankle sprain and will miss between 3 and 5 weeks. Grade two is the middle grade, by the way. Uh, Three is the worst, and one is the best, I guess. Um, Go impress your wife or husband or kids with that little nugget a little bit later. Tell them you learned something today. That three- to five-week time frame would cost Morant between 12 and 19 games, and that could be more than enough for the Grizzlies to miss the playoffs. Even if he's back on the early end of the spectrum, uh, 12 games, especially without Jackson, it might just be enough for this team to dig too deep of a hole to crawl out of in 2021 absolutely brutal. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You can catch all of our conversation with Andy Staples on Fringe Element out today on the 440 Sports Network. Adam Vingan and I will be breaking down projected starting lineups as well as the schedule coming out on the next edition of the Gold Standard Predators Podcast. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Brayden Gall. This has been the 444 Wednesday, December 30th. 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Brayden Gall, music by William Tyler.